podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Eddie Gibbs and welcome to another episode of Off The Wall. The wall being the paywall side of Anfield Index, which we like to refer to as AI Pro. You can learn all about AI Pro over at AnfieldIndexPro.com. You can get seven days free. You can listen to all our content. We have all the usual build-up shows, the reaction shows, the analytics shows, the stat shows, the shows with legends like Jan Mulby and Kenny Dalgleish. They're all there for you to listen to. Try it for seven days. If you don't like it, just cancel. If you do, then and we're sure you will, then uh, then stick around. Uh, it's available for £4.99 per month, or you can sign up for the whole year for only £39.99. Loads of uh, great content there for you to go and check out. Now, one of the things we do with this show is give you a small taste of some of the things that we do over on AI Pro. And when we do something that's designed and, and, and put together for the wider fan base with a, with a much bigger context than just uh, around the match, then we like to use this platform to do so. And one such event is uh, the, the issue regarding the trademark, uh, the club's application to, uh, to trademark the term Liverpool in a football context. Now, this has generated loads of debate on social media in particular, and uh, both the club's CEO, Peter Moores, and the uh, supporters' union, Spirit of Shankly, have been involved in this. And the supporters' union, uh, the Spirit of Shankly, called for solidarity with independent traders at Anfield during the recent uh, win over Newcastle and their call was to not wear club merchandise uh, on that day and uh, wear, wear stuff from the independent traders instead and that's generated a whole storm and uh, Liverpool's CEO Peter Moores has been on various uh, media outlets uh, speaking about why the club have uh, tried to trademark the term Liverpool and how greed is not behind this and uh, Lucy Rimmer who's a uh, a Liverpool lass who's uh, really into uh, really into this matter for speaks with deep passion about it, which you're going to hear on this podcast where she joins Mo Chatra. She's got a real foundation on 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 this issue and how locally it's so important that this trademark isn't allowed to uh, to be approved. So so we're going to let you listen shortly. But why this is so important? Well, for for us even at Anfield Index, Gags told me a story recently how. Uh, he wasn't allowed, obviously, to trademark the Anfield Index logo because it contained an element of the Liverbird. So that's a trademark that Liverpool have had for some time. The uh, the Liverbird that the club used, and in the original AI logo, there was uh, there was an element of the Liverbird, which led to that trademark being rejected. There's also Gags had an issue where uh, an agency approached him to uh, sell AI Anfield Index merchandise, which was also the club intervened and, and made sure that wasn't allowed to happen due to it featuring a small element of the Liverbird. So there are issues that perhaps people don't see on the face of it that having a trademark does give the club this outright power. So how far does it go? Uh, I'll just float the question out there. For example, if this application was approved, then in theory, saying the word Liverpool on a podcast like this could in fact be in breach of that trademark now in a football context of course because it's a podcast talking about football and whilst that may seem an extreme example would it give the club the option to suppress opinion uh, if it's not fully conversant with their internal rhetoric and policy so that's a question that I ask everyone we'd love your feedback uh, we are on twitter of course at anfield index and at anfield index pro we also have a discord community uh, 
Really good for debate. You can say a lot more than you can on Twitter. It's completely free to join. It's anfieldindex.com forward slash discord, which is D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Now, I should add that to get a balanced opinion, we did invite Liverpool Football Club CEO Peter Moores to join us to give his feedback and thoughts on this trademark issue. He does follow Anfield Index on Twitter, so we were able to send him a direct message. He he, he doesn't seem to have read that message, uh, let alone replied to it. So uh, so unfortunately, we've not got the views of Peter Moores to give that uh, balanced assessment of this situation. But he has spoken to many media outlets, and uh, his comments have been widely publicised. So in fairness, you can you can go and find them. And Lucy is speaking on the back of some comments uh, Peter gave to a podcast with our friends at the Anfield Wrap uh, last week. So. He is giving, uh, giving. She is giving feedback to some of the comments of from Peter Moore's that appeared on that show. She was also on that show, but not at the same time as Peter. So this was almost an option to redress some of those points that he made and give her give her own comments. And we were delighted to give her a platform to do so. So in terms of feedback uh, on the wider context, there is a hashtag trending on Twitter. It's a hashtag stop the trademark if you wish to use that, and if you wish to go and view the comments from others and some of the photos from uh, from Saturday's game against Newcastle. You should should also uh, follow at Spirit of Shankly and at Lucy Rimmer 5. Lucy's done a thread that, that further backs up why this is so important uh, as a community-wide issue for the city of Liverpool and the wider context of the of the fan base uh, and and the global the global rhetoric, if you like, of this uh, of this trademark matter. So, without further ado, here's Money Talks with the usual host Mo Chatra, and he's joined by Lucy Rimmer. Hello, listeners. I'm Mo Chatra, and welcome to another episode. Of Money Talks right here on Anfield Index Pro. Um, as you know, listeners, we talk a lot about uh, various business matters in relation to Liverpool Football Club and football more generally, um, but we've got a real hot topic of discussion um, that has been creating quite the buzz on social media in the last several weeks, and that is the trademark issue um, involving Liverpool Football Club. And in a nutshell, for those of you who are not aware, um, Liverpool Football Club has been trying since June to trademark um, Liverpool, the name Liverpool. Um, and obviously the name Liverpool applies to the city and, and pretty much everything to do with the city. So it, it's a really contentious issue as well. And um, as I mentioned, it has created quite the stir, not only on social media, but elsewhere as well. Um, so who better to discuss this story with than somebody who has been at the heart of um, a lot of this discussion and debate on Twitter, amongst other social media outlets, that is Lucy Rimmer. How are you doing, Lucy? Hi, Mo. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I've had an interesting day. It's been a busy couple of days also with all of this blowing up. Um, so I have been watching this from sort of afar um, and I saw pieces, you know, string of tweets a couple of weeks ago and I tweeted them at the time, asked them a few questions and obviously didn't get back to me. Um, and then I've seen it sort of roll along on Twitter for a couple of weeks and I've seen lots of misinformation and not understanding things on there. So it was really sort of irritating me and I wanted to get my point across. Um, so I did a little thread on Twitter only for, for for me to explain more than anything else my point of view and a point of view from the city and locals for people outside who don't understand um, you know the wider issues around it so I did a little thread on Twitter and put that up and 
and it's blown up, which was quite surprising, to be honest with you, but also nice in another way because it's got people talking about the issue and understanding different parts of the issue, which if sometimes if you live outside the city, particularly if you live abroad, you might you, you don't get to understand those little minute details. Um, so it's great for people to understand. And I've had absolutely wonderful support from the fan base over it so far. So that's been great. Um, but So my overarching principle of the whole matter is that Liverpool Football Club do not have the right to own my city's name in any context whatsoever. Because Peter will say it's only in the football context. That's a massive context in 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 the terms of my city. Because football is a massive part of it, from grassroots level right up to the top tiers, and has been for a very very long time. Um, I think at one point, um, you know, we had more players, professional players in the the league, you know, from the northwest than anywhere else in the country. So it, the the area's got a really rich football and history. So when Peter compares us to other places, say like maybe Southampton or Watford or Tottenham and places like that, it's not quite the same because we're unique with Liverpool with Scousers. <laughs> that's what makes us great as well. And that's what the clubs sell their, their product on, of us being so unique. So it's, um, it was a bit frustrating um, and I'm just opposed to it on in a general context, which a lot of people in the city are as well. And a lot of people who aren't even in, involved in football and have no vested interest, which I have no vested interest at all, um, apart from being a dead proud scouser and a citizen of Liverpool. Um, so people have do have concerns. And I think the way the club went about everything, um, it just got our backs up, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll certainly go into that. Um but yeah, I mean, on the subject of Liverpool, um, Scousers, Scousers, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, as obviously an outsider, not being a resident of Liverpool, that is what really drew me to Liverpool Football Club um, when I first became a fan. And, you know, speaking openly and honestly, you know, I was, I, I completely wish I was born a Scouser. And I think you're so lucky um, <laughs> you and all your fellow Scousers are born in that magnificent city. And every time I go up there, um, it just has a really special aura about it. And, uh, you know, that translates onto the football pitch via the four stands wrapping around Anfield. Um, exactly. And it's a unique atmosphere. And, uh, you know, you certainly have a lot of support um, all around the world, not not just within uh, the city itself, but um, all over for this now. Um, just, just kind of um, rewinding a little uh, on this issue. So, Going back to when this was first lodged with um, IPO, I think they're called, uh, back in June. Um, yes. Following after that, there was some discussions that were had between uh, Peter Moore, Liverpool Football Club, and is it called City of Liverpool uh, Football Club, a non-league club? Yes, yes, it's City of Liverpool, yeah. yeah. So and they have um, they have put a objection in to the trademark they had to go and seek legal advice and it cost them money to go and do so um in the first instance because they are opposed to it um now the club have spoken to them since then so why this has happened is and peter admitted this himself um is that the club come back from madrid put a trademark application in and then went away on holiday and went on summer tour and stuff like that they didn't speak to anybody about this 
it literally come out the blue. They didn't consult with Spirits of Shankly, the fan group. They didn't consult with any of the, because um, they've got loads of fan groups that they consult with on a basis and about ticketing and disability and access and all those issues. They didn't talk to anybody about it. And and then it, so people found out through the back door. And then I think people went, oh, well, why have you done that? If you if you were going to be, if it was, this is an honest application you would have come to us and discussed it first so that put everyone's backs up immediately and, and put everyone on the defensive with it and so we were like well why have you done this yeah and um since then um obviously there's been some conversations and dialogue with you through social media and privately but also with um, spirit shankley and joe and others um, involved in that great campaign group um so have the actual motives really been explained? I know that obviously there's been a kind of PR explanation of, well, this is why we're doing it to protect our intellectual property and to try and protect um, the money that comes into the club to invest into um, players, et cetera, et cetera. But are the real motives really um, something that being made clear to anyone, do you think, or are they being somewhat coy on, on the whole matter? Well, I think they've been coy because I think this is a whole PR exercise on on you know on behalf of Peter Moore. So what you've got to what Peter Moore says, you've always got to not to be nasty to him. You've got to take it with a pinch of salt because this is a PR exercise. Make no mistake about it. And also, he's a very very shrewd and ruthless businessman. He has not got to the point where he is today, and neither of FSG without being ruthless and great businessmen. And that's all well and good. And I support that up to a point because I, you know, I want my club to do well. I want us to have great players. I want us to have revenue. But there's also a line that you've got to draw somewhere. You've got to go, okay, that's a step too far. And I think people feel this is a step too far because it will impinge on people's livelihoods it will impinge on impinge on people's rights to use the city name now he talks about you know doing you know um, coexistence agreements with clubs like say like the city of liverpool and south liverpool and stuff like that and that's all well and good but my point is he shouldn't it shouldn't be in his possession to give you know a, an agreement to somebody say if i wanted to start a football club called little liver next week or in a couple of months and he owns the trademark, have I got to go cap in hand to Peter Moore and go, can I do this? Can I use yeah. my city's name, please? That's not acceptable in my eyes. And it's not acceptable on any front ever. And this will never be acceptable ever. And my worry is that once they're granted it now, um, you know, trademarks always develop and move on and, and start to encompass wider things from the initial trademark that you, you get. Um, so my worry is what's going to happen in the future um, how might the enforcer in the future what effects might it have um, and what happens if the club you know Peter Moore goes Peter Moore might be the great about this he might be fabulous for the next 10 years or however long he's here and then Peter Moore might go and the next people might come in and they might go oh, no we don't want to do it like this and it doesn't matter how many Deeds of agreement he's got in with the traders, he might have to keep those. But anyone new coming in, any new talent, the new kids on the cop who want to do new designs, they haven't got that opportunity then. So the, you're cutting people off at the knee, you're stifling people's creativity. And I think what people need to understand is these these are two different markets entirely. 
there's the the merchandise, the official merchandise market, which Liverpool have got a massive hold of, and I hope they do really well in. And then you've got your independents who serve a different part of the market. Now, if you took all those independents out of the equation entirely, none of those people who wear that stuff would ever still wear the official merchandise because it's just not their thing. So Liverpool aren't never going to gain that business. So what my point is, there's a market for everybody out there. Um, So... It's, I don't think they're ever going to make as much more money than it than than they hope you know they hope to at the moment, um, and it, I was quite confused about some of Peter's narratives and his message yesterday, um, because on one hand he was talking about you know it's losing revenue for the club and we need to be, buy great players like you know Virgil Van Dijk and um, and Allison, both of which were paid for by Coutinho money. Might I add, yeah. but we'll leave that's a separate issue. Um, but we want to, we, and we do want great players. Um, and but if he's worried about losing revenue, he can't, on the other hand, turn around and then say it's not about greed because he wants that money then. So, do you, t- you want to take that money off those independent traders who he, he so talks about in such lovely terms? Oh. But, <clears throat> but they're the same traders that have received legal letters off Liverpool in the very recent past. Two of them, Transalpino and Hatscarf of a Badge, have both had legal letters from Liverpool about their live a bit and being yeah. made to take things off the shelves. So Peter can say all he wants. It's about their actions and their actions in sending legal letters to local traders speak more than Peter's words. That's mm-hmm. what people need to understand. So sure. Peter Moore can come out and say whatever he wants. It's how they enforce things afterwards. And he knows he's got to enforce it. Um, so... He can give all the platitudes he wants, but at the end of the day, they're still trying to stifle people's creativity and jump into a market that doesn't belong to them, has never belonged to them, and will never belong to them. Um, you see, so you know, some of the guys you see outside Anfield on a match day who, in my mind, they make this, um, they make the atmosphere outside the ground. They give it. Oh, yeah. They give it, you know, colour and vibrancy and all the shouting. And it's great and all the kids love it. Um, and the, some of those people have been there for three generations. I'd just like to point this out to people because I don't know if people know this. Three generations. Some of them right. were there before the club started selling official merchandise. Because I am old enough to remember when our official club store was a tiny, um, it was like a, a, a tiny little building on on the main stand car park and Anfield Road end it was tiny yeah and and and, you know those people were outside selling Liverpool merchandise before Liverpool were so you know Liverpool jumped on their business maybe more than more than we they jumped on theirs so there's different ways to look at it and I just think um I just think it's really onerous as well um I think they've got enough trademarks currently to yeah. um to protect them in order to protect their brands because Peter talks about the brand and their sponsors brand and having to protect those things. And I absolutely agree with that. I've got no no issue with that whatsoever. But they already hold all of the legal remedies and the IPs and the trademarks and all that sort of copyrights that you could ever imagine to all that stuff. So they can stop that all now. And, he, you know, they are stopping things coming in at the border, as he says. Um, but 
you know, maybe they need to do better in that sense. Maybe you need to go to source. Maybe you need to look at different ways of dealing with that issue if it's so big, rather than adding an onerous layer on here in the UK. Because this only applies to the UK, by the way. Um, if here and and instead of dealing with those issues that he really talks about, and one of my issues yesterday that I picked up is that he's conflating the issue. He's confusing it. He's talking about counterfeiting, right? Nobody outside Anfield sell counterfeit goods, right? No. They don't because they don't. because trading standards would be all over them in a hot second. So the stuff that gets sold outside Anfield is an alternative to the product, to the official product. And that's fine. So it's it's the counterfeiting mark. He wants to, I feel like he's trying to make people worry about, oh, this is about counterfeiting, this is about counterfeiting. And it is to a certain extent. But he can stop that right now. He doesn't need this extra layer. Um, and I think I think what has made them savvy to this fact is they went to Madrid. They saw lots of sellers on the street selling, you know, Liverpool, Tottenham stuff. And we couldn't enforce it because it didn't have any of our trademarks on. But Tottenham could enforce it because it had they own the name Tottenham. So they piggybacked off that. They did the same in Istanbul with Chelsea. Um, so that's obviously got their, their minds going, oh, we could do this. But mm. as I pointed out earlier, and this is a massive, massive point to me, is that those places aren't Liverpool. That's the bottom line of it, because we're not just football famous as a football city. We're famous yeah. for the Beatles. We're famous as a World Heritage site, you know, for the music, for the culture, for a, yeah. for our architecture, a lot of things. We are not defined by the club. You know, Liverpool isn't just about the football club. The football club is a part of our city and, and a big part of it. I make no bones about that, but it's a part nonetheless you know, they're trying to make us them instead of them being a part of us, if that makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. Um, obviously, uh, Peter has talked about this and he's, he's talked about how um, when they are looking to trademark the term Liverpool, the name Liverpool, it's purely in a football context. Um, but do you, it sounds like you don't accept that and you don't buy that at, at all. Well, I accept that it is in the football context, but what? The difference is, is the ramifications and the implications of that in a city like ours is very, very different than a city like Watford or a place like Tottenham or a place like Chelsea. Chelsea and, Tot uh, and Tottenham are boroughs, right? So they're not going to have huge amounts of football teams in the same name. They're going to not have um, all the same stuff that we have as a city. It's a much wider implication. And also, we're 800 years old. We're a world-famous city. Um, I think it's just a very, very different kettle of fish. And I think for him to c compare us and them is is a folly because, you know, we're unique. And, and they'll say that, we're unique. And, and you can't be unique and then compare us to other people at the same yeah. time. Um, um, um uh, just kind of on the subject of enforcing trademarks and just kind of going back to some of the points you just made. Um, uh, uh, researching for this pod, I look back to when the liverbird was um, the trademarked. Major. Like, yeah. Like, like, sorry. And um, that was all the way back in 2010 under the previous ownership. Of yes. FSG. 
And in fact, moves were afoot several years before that um, to actually trademark it. And it might have even stretched back to the ownership even before FH, uh, before Hicks and Gillette. Um, so that, that was a long time coming. Now, um, that's been in place for nine years, therefore. So th- in terms of how that trademark has been applied, ha- have has the club given local traders a hard time if ever they've used... I don't know, not necessarily the exact same image of the live bear that's on the club crest, but even a variant on that, are they kind of cracked down on stuff like that? Yes, so they do enforce it. So there's different types of live beards. So they have got their live beard trademarked. But as you can imagine, the live beard's the live beard. There's only so so many different sort of variations you can do on something that is in effect. A, a mythical creature <laughs> which is that if, if you know your Liverpool history is a hybrid of all different types of birds on the Mersey and you know that's the that's the story they tell um, so they do enforce that trademark so I will say that the FSG didn't trademark the, the live bird it was the previous administration in Hicks and Gillette now they initially put it into the UK trademark board um, it got knocked I'm not sure if it got enough back or they revoked it and then they got it through in the back door in Europe. They didn't tell anyone and sneaked it in. And but So Peter will say, well, that was nothing to do with us. That was nothing to do with us. But Peter currently enforces that. And, you know, Transalpino, and he tweeted about it himself, um, had a legal letter and he had to change a live bird on his T-shirt because Liverpool enforced that trademark on him. So to say that the club don't go after these local ind- local or independent traders to enforce their trademarks is a lie. They absolutely yeah. do. Right, right. And that's what really kind of caught me when he was talking about this on um, our on the podcast with our friends over at the Anfield Wrap um, yesterday as we record this, where he said, this um, copyright um, exercise has nothing to do with local traders because I thought, well, if that if that were true, then they wouldn't have this issue with local independents um, using that, you know, live bird on any merchandise. And clearly they have a problem with it. So and, and it's a well-known fact. It's documented. And yeah. uh, we've even seen on social media in, in previous years, um, the likes of Jay McKenna and others share letters that were issued by um, I think they call the brand protection department. So I believe it or not, listeners, Liverpool Football Club has a brand protection department. And oh, they yeah. Just, you know, this this letter uh, to local traders say, look, you know, don't use something that we've copyrighted. And, uh, yeah, they, they seem to be quite strict. And, you know, I think somebody made a comment on social media in response to you about, um, obviously, the club looking to secure a new kit deal. And, you know, there's been talk it might be a world record. Well, not a world record, but certainly a British record kind of uh, fee. And if they are in discussions with companies like Nike, um, you know, they'll possibly be putting pressure on the club. Say, look, how tight are you on trademarks? We don't want to be signing this big deal only for other people. But then again, it misses the point, doesn't it? Because it's not as if, you know, you've got local traders outside of the ground selling new balance t-shirts and things like that are there no there's none none of that that goes on oh no absolutely none of that goes on this is all different types of stuff so it might be you know just t-shirts with like liverpool and a football on and different types of stuff so this is another one of my issues you're never ever going to confuse the stuff 
that is either made by an independent or is on sale by the local traders outside the grounds or in town. There's Jimbo in St. John's up the stairs. You know, that's where everyone gets the flags from. For You know, yep. when you see Liverpool covered in flags for European, they're the places that everyone goes to to get that sort of stuff. Now, we wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have these places to go to. Um, so one of the things that happened with the live bird is so since Liverpool have trademarked it in 2010, um, the wholesale price of resale items, including that, has shot up. So you used to be able to buy a cap from the club for £10, right? Since they've trademarked the live bird now, it's £9 a cost price plus VAT, and then you've got to add your margins onto that. So when they get in trademark, they then go, oh, we, we've monopolised this market now, and then we can increase the price, which they've done it with the with the live bird. That's been de- that's demonstrable. Um, so Peter can't squirm out of that one, so to speak. Um, so the I, my worry is that, that if they get given this Liverpool trademark in a football context, they're going to monopolise the market. They're going to try and sanitise everybody outside um, and it's all just going to become like official merchandise and all what the club want you to have. And that's not that's not us. That's not Liverpool. That's not our colour and history. And that's not what the cop is about. And it's not our, our terrace culture ethos. It's absolutely right. not. Um, an interesting point I'd like to bring up, which didn't really get discussed um, or hasn't been discussed much at all. Um, now, they put in for the trademark for a lay, a lay, a lay, right? They then withdrew the trademark, the the application for that. And Peter Moore said in his series of tweets that he only did that because someone else had tried to trademark it. So they were trying to protect Liverpool supporters. I'm not too sure he was trying to protect us from, because it might have been one of us. Because a lay, a lay, a lay was made up from, by two scouts lads. It was made famous by Boss Knight and Jamie Webster, right? And it doesn't belong to the club, right? It's got, I didn't invent it. It might have to do with Liverpool, right? But it's got nothing to do with Liverpool Football Club, right? We invented it, Webster sings it, the lads who made it up, Boss Knight, all that sort of stuff. That made it famous and then it's become a fan song. And now what what they demonstrated in, in their application to trademark that was that, they, it is about, you know, if that's not greedy and that's not trying to piggyback off the back of fans and lock down and monopolise a market, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's a superb point. Absolutely. I can't argue with that. It's a clear attempt to monetize something that was an organic fan create thing. And you now it's interesting because, you know, this is a song that has now been copied by um, so many other fan bases over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, like Wolves and um, I think several other championship clubs and, you know, a couple of other Premier League clubs. Um, and it's kind of spreading and, you know, they're kind of, they've seen just how great a song it is and how great a song Liverpool fans have made it. And they're trying to uh, almost create a bit more atmosphere in their own grounds by trying to copy it. But what, what would the club do if they were to copyright that? Um, will they go after all these other fan bases? No, it's just a... a exactly. Loop. It's a ludicrous idea. Uh, yeah. And it, it's just um, in terms of a PR um, exercise, something that increasingly is, is backfiring on, on the, the club 
um, in quite a spectacular way because um, obviously there are events planned for uh, tomorrow. Not not so much events, but certainly um, a show of support for these independent traders. Um, and, and that's planned for the game as we speak tomorrow against uh, Newcastle United at Anfield. Uh, and do you just want to tell listeners a little bit about that as well? Right. So um, Spirits of Shankly have called for fans tomorrow who are attending the match. And any, any fan anywhere around the world or anywhere can do this. You can all join in. So it's a very easy thing to, for everybody to do. Um, actually, I've just had a brilliant thought off the cuff. I think we might start a hashtag. Um <laughs> Hashtag and everyone sends you pictures in wearing your independent stuff. So everyone, they call for everyone to wear a unique independent item of clothing to the match. So don't wear a replica shirt, wear a something from the independents. And it's not a protest in any sort of the imagination. It's it's a show of support to people. We want to show people, all those traders, all those independents, all those um, businesses whose families depend on this by the way we're not talking about conglomerates people's livelihood depends on this we're showing us a, a show of support to them to say look we've all there's a place for all of us here we want to all be inclusive we want to all work together and we we don't have to do this but please stop it we really really want them to stop this to, to take you know to withdraw the application and very very much doubt that Peter Moore is going to do this. I would be shocked to the core, but you never know. But also we hope the IP board take notice of what we are saying and take our concerns on board and look at that as grounds for refusal of the application. Um, you know, we don't want to... We don't want to fight or anything like that. I certainly don't. Spirits of Shankly certainly don't. None of the traders don't. Nobody does. You know, we uh, there's a brilliant um, vibe around the club. And, you know, Jürgen Klopp fosters a brilliant relationship with the fans, which was which was why I was a bit upset that they thought on top of, you know, when we were at a brilliant time, they thought, I know, let's jump on this and exploit it. Because they were the ones who spoilt it. They were the ones who did the application. They were the ones who didn't do any consultation. So any blame for any issues surrounding this lays absolutely at LFC's door. So, um, you know, that's a big thing. And one of the things Peter Moore said yesterday is uh, just because you could doesn't mean you should. So I would, um, you know, encourage him to put that into practice. (laughs) because <laughs> it's an excellent point he made it's an excellent point and that's a verbatim quote just because you could doesn't mean you should and you, you know and, and that applies to this situation hugely mm. um and i don't think anyone you know just because you can own the you know the name and rights to our city doesn't mean you should and it's something else he said that resonated with me strongly was who would ever dream of doing that and for what reason so I feel like saying that to him about all of this because I never dreamt in my life that I'd ever be sitting here going, somebody's trying to own the, na- the, the naming rights to my city in a football context. Yeah. It's just bizarre. So just to say a little bit about me as well, because people might be wondering, well, what, why, why, does she, why is she talking about this? What interest has she got? So <clears throat> um, my granddad started the Walton and Kirkdale was one of the founder members of the Walton and Kirkdale Junior Football League which is one of the biggest kids leagues in Liverpool it's been going for 30 plus years now and so he gave 25 years of his life for kids football he worked in the community he was a staunch Liverpool supporter he went to his first match in 1935 
he only, his only break was ever for the Second World War. And he went up until he died about 10 years ago. And he was, a, you know, he was, he would have believed in this strongly, which is why I believe in it strongly. Um, you know, I've gone the game. I went to my first game in 1987 on the old cop. Um, I've travelled the UK. I've travelled Europe watching Liverpool. Um, you know, I've been a regular match goer for 20 plus years. Um, so, you know, I feel strongly about this, but I also don't just feel strongly about it as a Liverpool supporter. I feel strongly about it as a scouser. And loads of other scousers do. So, you you know, there's people who don't even worry about Liverpool who feel strongly about this also. Yeah, yeah. No, they do, yeah. Because, um, you know, the whole um, concept of um, commercialisation within football is something that, um, you know, pretty much every fan understands and gets. You know, it's increasingly money-driven business. And it, it is a business, unfortunately. Um, but at the same time, as you pointed out earlier, there has to be a balance. There has to yeah. be a line, and um, there seems to be uh, there seems to have occurred here a monumental misjudgment in terms of um, not really understanding um, Liverpool as a city, um, the people of Liverpool, um, but also the club's history and heritage, and what it stood for, what it's gone through, and um, you know something like this is certainly at odds with with all of that. So. Oh, it's, it's massively misjudged. It's massively yeah. misjudged. I think I said yesterday, it's like culturally asset stripping. So they've got the live a bit, they're going to have the name. It's like, well, what, well, what is going to be next? Where, where do we end up? Where that, as you say, where do we draw the line? Because you've got to draw the line somewhere. You can't commercialise everything to the point of saturation because then it just becomes a really sterile, boring product that nobody wants to buy. And, you know, so why are you going to buy that sort of product? Um, one of my massive, massive, massive concerns is the future proofing of it all, is the future ramifications of this. Because nobody, Peter Moore can give all the assurances you want and nobody, nobody, nobody can tell us what's going to happen down the line in the future with these owners, with other owners, with two owners down the line. You just never know. Um, and that's what worries a lot of people because once they've got it they've got it unless the unless people challenge it and it gets revoked which would be very very unusual or unless they let it lapse which again would be very very unusual um and virtually unheard of um they will have this forever this is a forever thing this isn't just oh well this has happened for a little bit and I'd also like to point out to people that I think people will make a lot of noise about this over the next, next couple of weeks. But I would like to impress on people that there's only really a very short window of opportunity for us to talk about this. Because once the IP board make their decision, it's the decisions made. It's a yes or a no answer. This isn't like, you know, going to be like a Hicks and Gillette thing where this drags on or a ticket pricing issue where you go round and round in circles it's not like that. It's a yes or no hard facts issue within a very, very short time frame. Um, so that's why you're going to hear a lot of chatter about this over the next couple of weeks. Um, and rightly so, because I think it deserves a lot of attention. And I'd like yeah. to say thanks very much to you guys at the Anfield Index to giving me a chance to talk about this really, really important issue that, um, you know, looks uh football and cultural stuff and money things in the wider context so that's it's been lovely to have the opportunity to talk right. about it with you 
great to really have you on as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really important subject as well, because as I mentioned right at the top, um, you know, Liverpool Football Club, um, you know, certainly for fans outside of the city, um, has a unique appeal about it. And, you know, a lot of that comes from um, scousers and scouse culture. And um, that, that's why I go back to the point that I made earlier on that, um, you know, this is a misjudgment, an absolute misjudgment, um, because it is taking it too far, arguably. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, the kind of remedies that you mentioned before, the legal remedies that are in place should be able to protect the club. And, you know, the, the real root cause of all of this seems to be the counterfeiting that goes on, well, that certainly doesn't appear to be going on um, in, in in the city itself, but more exactly uh, further afield. And you know, if if they really want to be effective about it, then maybe you know expand the brand protection department and maybe open up a couple of offices in uh, the far in, east. In the far was, east, yeah, yeah, that, where you know this counterfeiting is rife. That's it, because Peter talked about that yesterday, and he talked about you know the conditions that those people work in. And obviously he's got a lot of knowledge on this subject because he comes from, he's, you know, where he used to work for Reebok. Um, so he's got a sportswear apparel, you know, background. Um, so he understands that issue. So you would think he'd be like, okay, let's go and sort this out at source. If he really cares about it that much and he really cares about the conditions those people are working about it, go and employ some people in the brand protection department and locate them in the Far East and get them working with the local authorities over there to stamp this out. And then, you know, and then if he comes back to me, uh, comes back at a later date and says that's not working, you know, I might be a bit like, oh, but, you know, I, I might also consider his argument a little bit more. Although what I would say, and I ended my conversation with him like this the other day, is that, you know, we have to agree to disagree. Because fundamentally, I'm never, ever, ever going to agree with the concept of anybody owning the, the name Liverpool. It's just not acceptable for me. Um, but if there's lots of issues that he, if he's worried about, he can go out and fix them right now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just a, a couple more things before you um, we, we, we wrap this up. Um, so, firstly... Um, the reaction of fans uh, to this story has been quite interesting um, in that um, there's been a certain section of the fan base that um, has spoken out saying, well, why are you and others you know, like Joe Spirits Hankley and uh, others locally speaking out against the club and you know, making what they call a fuss over this? Um, yeah, so we're, all, we're all moaning. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of stems from a certain section of the fan base that don't want to hear any negativity about the club whatsoever, even if the points that are being made are completely and utterly valid. And I just find that a really bizarre thing. Um, but, I mean, has that been quite strong or is it just, has that been a very distinct... Well, You've so... Majority I have, go on, sorry, because I keep interrupting you there. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so I could feel quite strongly about this because that was what made me write the thread in the first instance. Because I had so, I saw so many people on my timeline, you know, going, "Oh, people are just moaning. They want to shut up. It's you know, Liverpool are doing the right thing, and it, it's only about this, and it's only about." I'm putting forward loads of ideas that I thought, well, none of those ideas are actually true, and also you're missing the point of the matter. 
Um, so which is why I tried to explain it. And I thought I was going to get a lot of blowback on my on my threads. I thought I'm going to have loads of people jumping on me, going, shut up, stop moaning. Um, you know, you're just making an issue out of everything, blah, blah, blah. And I've had a brilliant response to it, actually, because what I think my thread has done is explained it. I'm not being nasty against the club. I don't, you know, I don't call the club in any way, shape or form. Um, but I, I just try to explain it in a really simple way that I hope people can understand. Um, and so I've had a really good response to that. So that's been good. But people generally do. There is there is a there is a core of fans out there who think we should never question the club on anything, and I think that's a really weird concept anyway. Because I I I question people on everything all the time. But I'm a scouser, and I think that's that's another thing. It's the scout nature. We're all very oh, why are you doing that? Why do you need that? <laughs> you know what I mean? We're very inquisitive by our nature, and we don't we don't let. We're not fools either, because I sort of feel like Peter Moore's slightly trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and fool people and conflate the issue and confuse things and, you know, and make people worry about the club losing loads of money through counterfeiting when really that's not the issue and he knows very well it's not the issue. Um, so that's, that's me that's me thought on that one, that people just sort of see us as moaning when we're not moaning. Um, we just stick up for ourselves. Um yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's the thing that got rid of Hicks and Gillette out of the club, which no one can argue that that wasn't a good thing because it was a great thing because we ended up with FSG, who in many, many ways have been brilliant for the club and you can't knock them in loads of ways. They've been brilliant businessmen, brought us up, got us Jürgen, you know, making us record profits, which piece of question, by the way, but record profits posted. Oh. <laughs> and... um. So there's loads of good things that I will praise them on. But what I will say is that when people need to be held to account, they need to be held to account. Yeah. And Scousers will always, always do that. And I don't think, you know, any other city in the country could have kept up a, a you know, a 30-year ban on a newspaper. And I think the the ethos behind that is what drives us as generally as a city. We're very, very passionate and we believe, so we believe in something, we believe in it. Um, and that's it and you know that's why a lot of us get seen to be moaners maybe and we Lauren, stick up for ourselves Lauren. as well we do stick up for yeah. ourselves and well and you know I've got a big gob I think I said yesterday you know I've got a big gob on Twitter and I have but in that's in the nicest sense of the word do you know what I mean I just yeah. stick up for myself and stick up for what I believe is right and I strongly strongly believe that me standing up to this trademark issue is the right thing for me to do no, absolutely. Uh, cannot disagree with that in the slightest. Um, you know, challenge um, and scrutiny are so important. And it, it's not only something that's important when it comes to your own football club, whoever that, you know, your football club is, um, whether it's Liverpool or United or whoever. Um, it, it's healthy and it's good for fans to question and to, you know, scrutinise. And that's, that's part of the fun of being a fan yeah. as well. I know, cause so we're on a, on a, just link it links in quite nicely actually. So it's not just us moaning. By the way, I'd like to point this out. So Liverpool City Council are uh, objected to it. So they see, oh, see, Mayor so Joe. Yeah. So Liverpool City Council and Mayor Joe are, are objecting to it. The City Solicitor is looking at it, and the Metro Mayor Steve Rotherham has also objected to it and said he will support the independence. So. 
it's not just people surrounding the football club, it's the council. So, yeah, and then people might say, well, Joe's, Joe's an Evertonian, but Steve Rotherham, who is the Metro mate, he's a Liverpool, he's a Liverpool supporter and he supports, he, he supports our stance as well. So there's lots of other people who are are supporting us as well. It's not just like a little core, hardcore group of fans who are trying to cause trouble. It's not that in any sense of the imagination. The you know the council, Liverpool City Council, oppose this. Mm, that's really interesting. Um, and, and just finally, then um, one of the other things I'm quite intrigued by is what kind of coverage this story has gotten from um, reporters who are based in Liverpool. Obviously, you've got um, your reporters who are based at the Echo, but you've also got reporters who um, cover Liverpool and Everton, um, yes. who have Merzitai correspondents for the national papers and other media outlets. What has been their kind of interest? What has been their take? Have they been sitting on the fence? Have they been on your side? Well, I think because the issue has been quite quiet, actually, there was a little bit of an initial flurry on Twitter about it. Um, after initially, by the way, I saw someone tweeted about it, and I genuinely thought it was a joke. I ge- I had to go on the IP website, on the government website, and a search for it because I didn't believe it. And then it was true. And then there was a little flurry about it, and they went really, really quiet because it's sitting with the IP board. And Peter Moore doesn't want any of us talking about this. By the way, he doesn't want anybody making a fuss because the IP board are going to then take these concerns on, uh, and he doesn't want that. Um, so people, there hasn't been a lot of publicity around it. The Echo have done a little bit of a piece, maybe one or two. Well, basically, they're just trotting out Liverpool's party line. They're not doing an in-depth investigative of journalism on it. Um, but um, I know a couple of the Merseyside correspondents on Twitter have shown the support via tweets. Um, and I think what you will see in the coming week or so is some articles coming out um, looking at the issue. And they're going to, you know, have a look at it themselves. So I can't say which way, the, of the, you know, whether they're going to sit on the fence or fall either side of it. But they are going to be looking at it and doing some articles on it. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that develops the story further. Hmm. Well, certainly going to keep an eye out for that. And, um, yeah, certainly a very interesting one in terms of how this might pan out. And just in terms of the decision of the IP board as well, do, do you know when that is due? Um, it's due in the next couple of weeks so I think maybe two or three weeks I don't know if they give you an exact date and obviously I am not as you know I am not really in the minutia of being you know it doesn't affect me legally so I am not got that level of detail I actually might give them a little call on Monday the IP board to have a chat to them about this because I'm becoming heavily involved in it Um, but yeah it's going to be in the next couple of weeks they're going to get a decision um, so I don't know if they're waiting on a meeting or just looking at evidence at the moment. So, but it'll be in the next two or three weeks. I would imagine we'll have a decision either way, unless, of course, Peter Moore comes to his senses and withdraws the application. <laughs> if he's listening, you never, know. you never know. We might have a change. They might have a change of heart. You never know. And I really hope they do. That would be that would be the best outcome for me. So the best outcome out of all of this would be that Peter Moore goes. Do you know what? I've listened to people's concerns. I may not agree with them, but I can see your point. And it's not worth spoiling all the good, all the good vibes around the club for a couple of extra million quid. So we're just going to drop this and withdraw the application, and we're going to we're going to drop the idea. And that would be the perfect scenario for me to end this on. Um, I suspect he's not going to do that. 
Um, so I suspect it'll come down to a decision by the IP board. So it'll be a yes or no. And as I said to Peter on the telephone, with the greatest respect, I hope they say no to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it, it's certainly uh, going to be an interesting one over the next couple of weeks. It is. To see it is. I'd also like to say also something about Peter, because, I've, you know, I've said quite a few things about him. It was very kind of him to reach out to me. Um, and it was very kind of him to call me and give me his time and speak to me about his point of view on the matter because not no, no other chief executive of a football Premier League football clubs on Twitter no one else reaches out um, so I, I do have to say to him you know well done for doing that and it's nice that you're engaging with us now and we've got an, you know an open dialogue but it's maybe just a little bit too little too late. Yeah, no, that's a fair point as well. Um, as you say. Very few people in this position, certainly at a club of this magnitude, um, make themselves as accessible um, to fans. I mean, whether you agree with what he has to say or you don't, um, at least he tries to make that effort. So it's been really good that he has kind of uh, engaged with you in this way. And, I know. Uh, yeah, credit where credit to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, let, let's see um, how this all pans out. Watch this space, as they say. I was going to uh, say, we might be talking again soon. You never know what's going to happen at the moment. It's all moving yeah. so fast. So let's see what happens and um, we'll go from there. But thank you for having me on. It's been wonderful to be allowed to talk about it. And, um, you know, I hope people get a bit more understanding from this. Everyone might not agree with me and that's fine because we've all got our different opinions. But I hope people can understand my point of view. Yeah, no, you've made those opinions very clear and um, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest. So thanks, Lucy, for joining us here on Money Talks. But uh, before you go, um, where can people find you on Twitter just to keep up with your uh, (laughs) story? So my at is Lucy Rimmer 5 and that's L-U-C-Y-R-I-M-M-E-R and 5 on the end. So I never thought it was going to be Twitter famous, so it was just my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you got a follow from me earlier this week when I came across that thread. So uh, and I, I'm sure you'll be getting a fair few more fo- uh, follows over the next week or two as this story kind of uh, builds and builds. But uh, no, thanks again. You've been an absolutely tremendous guest and really, um, you know, put into context a lot of this stuff. And uh, I'm sure listeners will um, certainly appreciate the kind of uh, frankness and candor with which you've covered this subject so thank you again oh thank you very much so thanks listeners for joining us this week and we'll be back in very soon uh, to talk about the potential anfield road end expansion and also the impending kit deal on the next episode of money talks So there we go, folks. That was the full Money Talks podcast, which was recorded before Liverpool took on Newcastle uh, in the Premier League on Saturday. It was Mo Chatra, joined by Lucy Riman. I'm sure you'll agree, Lucy spoke very passionately uh, about that issue uh, to do with Liverpool trying to apply for a trademark of the term Liverpool in a football context and uh, why she feels that that should be stopped. And Hopefully we've conveyed the importance of that. Uh, I know people will be divided on this. You'll have your own opinions and we'd love to hear them. The best way to give us your feedback is on our Discord community. It's anfieldindex.com 
forward slash discord, which is D-I-S-C-O-R-D. It's a great debating platform. You can say far more than you can on uh, on Twitter. But if you want to give us your feedback on Twitter, then we're at Anfield Index and at Anfield Index Pro. Now, in terms of other shows, we're now full on with the build up to uh, Liverpool's Beginning their defence of the Champions League, uh, we've got our scouted show on Napoli. We've still got our reaction shows from uh, from the Newcastle game. The, the post-match Raw podcast is out. There'll be Rate Don't Hate. There'll be uh, an Under Pressure this week. We'll have Jan Mulby on this week. There's also the, the show I do with Kenny Dalglish, which was out last week. He, he previews the Napoli game as well on that show. So there's so much you can go and listen to uh, over on Anfield Index Pro. And to do so, go and get that seven-day free trial. It's anfieldindex.com forward slash join seven days absolutely free give it a try we're sure you're gonna love it most people that sign up uh, stay put for a long time and join the discord community and uh, engage with this with the shows that we uh, we put together so until next time up the reds Podcast Network.